You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Thank you, folks, for tuning into this show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts and a comment. All right, that's the only time I'm going to say that on this show. And for those of you who have joined pain.tv slash gold, to get access to the ad-free video version of this podcast and the Thomas Payne podcast. And those of you who have joined the Hot Wire, where you get access to Mike Moore's highest level of intelligence, I thank you very much from the very bottom of my heart. Trust me, folks, I do. My wife and I both appreciate that very much. All right, so we understand a little bit about Blake Masters obviously being the protege to Peter Thiel, right? So let's just listen to this clip here. That is on uh, Fox Nation under Tucker Carlson's originals, his production. And this is from the candidate, Blake Masters. It was published a couple of days ago. And this is a clip a lot of you sent me, and I'm going to play it for those of you who have not heard it. This is a clip where Donald Trump calls him on the phone in this documentary. Mr. President, how are you, sir? Doing great. about that. I don't know what you did with the debate, but, but I heard you did great on the debate, but a bad election answer. You got a lot of support. You got to stay with those people. Absolutely. We stay with those people. And it was a pleasure to put Mark Kelly on the ropes. Yeah, no, he, he didn't, he's terrible and you were excellent. He's terrible. You are excellent. You're the greatest. You're awesome. You're unbelievable. So great. So great. Thank you. How do you feel? How do you feel about you? how you doing? It's great. We've got the momentum. I think the race is tied right now. And you know, the debate showed all the all the rhinos in DC. They wanted to say, "Oh, Blake's unelectable," and then I just stomped Kelly. So I think now even the. Uh, well, let's just pause this for a second. So you hear Blake Masters use the uh, bumper sticker slogan, okay? Rhinos, right? Republicans in name only, R-I-N-O. I see people still writing it like a rhino, like a rhinoceros. It's R-I-N-O. It came from Rush Rush Limbaugh. Uh, excellence in broadcasting with talent on loan from God. And it's rhino, R-I-N-O, Republican in name only. Meaning that you were a conservative, more conservative than the other Republicans. And then it kind of warped into the rhinos were the neoconservatives. <laughs> we could get into all this stuff, the history of this stuff, folks, but it really doesn't matter. What I'm saying is he's using this catchphrase rhino, which then makes him appear to be conservative. But as I've, I've showed you, you know, he, he took 15 million that we know of from Peter Thiel. He's Thiel's protege. Protege of a man who is not a conservative yet calls himself a conservative libertarian. Now, you could walk around and call yourself Santa Claus, but if you're not Santa Claus, you're not Santa Claus. You could call yourself a conservative, but if you openly support 
pro-choice infanticide or late-term abortion, you are not a conservative. You can't call yourself a conservative. And so what has happened, folks, under this new right, under this punk rock conservatism, under Trumpism, is that we have opened the floodgates to bring in all these people that call themselves MAGA or a Trump supporter or QAnon or whatever it is, and then you say that you expanded the tent. Well, if you've watered down what you were in order to expand your tent, you've expanded your tent and filled it with nothing more than what was your enemy yesterday. Just because a communist or a fascist puts on the proverbial MAGA hat does not make them a traditional conservative. We're going to get into more of this, maybe tonight, uh, definitely with Maria Albanese. And I'm going to show you something that we went over a couple weeks ago that Peter Thiel has said. Uh, it was a few weeks ago, actually. He said it at the Edmund Burke National Conservatism Conference. Uh, and, and you will see what I'm talking about. But I think, and I'll go back in time and explain this maybe tonight so that you understand what I'm talking about, that we literally took our tent and filled it with a bunch of people that you would normally consider to be your enemy. So Blake Masters, if he is supporting the ideas of Curtis Yarvin, which is the rise of technocracy, which is communism. It is communism that is managed by eventually artificial intelligence. In the meantime, the scientists and engineers that write the algorithms Right and transhumanism, which is the engineering of humanity out of existence, because it's a known fact that this guy is running strictly on Peter Thiel's, you know, he will be Peter Thiel's henchman, as he has been his entire career. He is no conservative, therefore he is not fighting against any rhinos, at least from the point of conservatism, he is supporting technocracy, which is communism, and then the rise of this technocratic king that Curtis Jarvis wants, which is fascism. So this technocracy under the king is fascist communism. That's what it is, folks. It is. It is communism run by an authoritarian. All right, let's continue with this. You were great. He was terrible. Is uh, Peter Thiel helping much or what happened? Yeah, you hear that right there? Is Peter Thiel helping much? This is Donald Trump asking Blake Masters if Peter Thiel is helping much. Let's continue. You were great. He was terrible. Is uh, Peter Thiel helping much or what happened? He is a little bit more behind the scenes. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. But uh, money's flowing in now. A little bit behind the scenes, but the money is flowing in now. That's what Blake Masters says. And then Trump is more of like in his relaxed mode. Is Peter Thiel, did he send the money? Did he do it? Is he doing it? Is Peter Thiel helping? Okay, great, great, great. It's me. Oh, believe me, he'll do it. Oh, is he sending some money now? He's giving you a bio? I think so. And I think, I think, uh, I think it's going to flow in now. I tell Peter to help you. Help, help. <laughs> I will. I'll tell him. Tell Peter to help you. Tell Peter to do it. Now, as we know up to this point, and I double-checked this, uh, at least based on the last filings and money that's public, folks, you can't track everything. If it comes through 501c4s, the money is hidden, and then it usually 
We'll go into the 501c4. That's where they'll hide it. So let's just use Peter Thiel for an example. He could put $50 million into a 501c4. They don't have to report who gave him the money. Then technically by law, 50% of that money could be used to go into a PAC because it can go into politics. Then they bring it into a PAC or a super PAC. And then that money could be used in support to run ads and stuff, pay bills, things like that for someone like Blake Masters. So you could hide money going through the 501c4 and then shoot it over to the super PAC or the PAC. The PAC has to say where it came from, but you would see 50, let's say you put 100 million into the 501c4 uh, called Blake Masters is Awesome 501c4. And then you can have Blake Masters is Awesome PAC, Political Action Committee, so 100 million goes into the 501c4, 50 million goes over to the PAC, and then when that PAC spends the money, they're reporting it came from Blake Masters 501c4, so you never get to see who the original donor was. That's how they launder all this money without being caught. All right, let's continue. You said that. The one yard line. Yeah. If you want to get across the line, you got to go stronger in that one thing. Just, that was the one thing you a lot of complaints about. Look at Carrie. Carrie's winning with very little money. And if they say, how is your family? She says the election was rigged and stolen. You'll lose if you go soft. You're going to lose that. Okay, so what Trump is telling him to do here uh, during Blake Masters' debate when this happened, he did not go strong on the election was stolen. And so Trump wants him to hammer home on the election was stolen, saying that will help you. Now, one of the reasons why I think uh, someone like, let's say, Blake Masters is not on board with that. I, I, I'm just thinking about this strate- strategically. I said to you that if you run with this narrative that the election was stolen, then what happens is if all people lose hope in the election because they say to themselves, well, wait, if Trump was president and he couldn't stop the election from being stolen, how the hell is he going to stop the election from being stolen when he's not president? And so you don't want this idea that the election was stolen out there. If the job is then to run Trump or anyone else for president, running under the campaign that he's going to be this technocratic monarch or this benevolent dictator, and you need the people to see that he wins rightfully so that then there's a mandate to move forward with ushering in this technocratic monarch. Okay, so the, the two won't work. I'm just thinking out loud here. And maybe that's why the Thielback people aren't pushing this idea. All right, let's continue. I'm not going soft. I've never come in to do a rally where the person loves no, I'm, I'm just sure. We're going to beat this guy. You take care of yourself, and uh, you're going to be uh, you're going to be a rocket ship tomorrow. You watch. Have a good time, Blake. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Mr. President. Bye-bye. So long, man. Bye. I didn't think I went soft. All right, so there you go, folks. That's the clip that all of you guys have been sending to me, and I appreciate it very much. But you hear right there Trump is saying, is Peter Thiel helping you? You know, tell him to give you the money, more money, more money. And so you've got Trump there pushing Peter Thiel money, technocrat money, transhumanist money into the pocket, into the campaign of Blake Masters, who we already know is a protege of Peter Thiel. But there you go. You have the former president pitching 
Blake Masters to tell Peter Thiel, which Trump knew this would be on the record, he was not recorded without the permission of Donald Trump, to push Peter Thiel out there, make Peter Thiel into this big backer of conservatism by creating this idea that Blake Masters is the conservative running against the rhinos all right folks you see how this works it's all shaping up when we get back more on this i am dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. And this is the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, folks. So we got that stuff out of the way. You understand who Blake Masters is. You know his connections to Peter Thiel. You now see Donald Trump right there, not just in campaign emails, but telling him he supports him, telling him to get Peter Thiel to start sending him more money. So you've got all that stuff uh, lined up there. There's the proof of that. So it's connected now. Peter Thiel, Trump, Blake Masters, all in line there, folks. All connected. Now, I want to bring you back real quick. I'm going to start introducing just pieces of uh, evidence here as we start building this case, trying to figure out what the blueprint is, folks. And so I'm going to play this this piece real quick. We covered it about a month ago. It was a couple days after this had uh, actually occurred in real life. And this is the Edmund Burke National Conservatism Conference. Now, let's just listen here because Peter Thiel speaks. And I just want to play the first 30 seconds of this, folks. Here we go. It's always a little bit hard to know exactly how, how I would def- define our movement. I, you know, I think it's, uh, it, is, uh, it is strikingly heterogeneous. It's not- Okay, it's strikingly heterogeneous. All right, folks. Now, let's just look real quick. Heterogeneous right here, it means diverse in character or content. So when he is talking about our movement, our movement, he's speaking at the National Conservatism Conference. Now, let me just let him finish up this thought. And that's all we really need. This is all we're going to focus on. I, I played some of this for you before, so I don't want to uh, go over the entire thing again. You can go back, just look in the search for the Peter Thiel episodes. Uh, but here we go. Let me just play this one more time. It's always a little bit hard to know exactly how, how I would def- define our movement. I, you know, I think it's, uh, it is uh, it is strikingly heterogeneous. It's not, uh, it is, we're not, you know, the other side are the imperial stormtroopers, where it's all sort of in, in lockstep. And we are not, you know, we're not some sort of, you know, hippy-dippy burning man camp. We're not even some lame, happy-clappy church. You know, we are, uh, we're sort of more like this sort of ragtag rebel alliance. And, uh, you know, it's, the diversity is extreme. Maybe it's too much. Maybe it's just right. But you know, it's it's everything from you know Princess Leah to you know the the slightly uh, on the spectrum policy wonk uh, C-3PO person to you know 
perhaps uh, perhaps are a little bit overrepresented by uh, by uh, the various teenage Chewbacca people uh, here. You know, I, I personally like to identify with Han Solo. He's you know, he's uh, he's uh, he's sort of the capitalist in the group. But uh, and then you know, and then you know, I'm, you can probably extend the analogy in all sorts of ways. Uh, President Trump is Obi Wan. You know, the, the more uh, when, the more they strike him down, the more powerful he becomes. <laughs> Okay, so that that's all we need right there, folks. So what he's doing is he's explaining this, uh, well, I don't know, folks, what would you call it? He's saying the movement. It's hard to explain the movement. Is he talking about the conservative movement? Is he talking about the libertarian movement? Is he talking about the contrarian movement? He calls himself a contrarian, someone who generally goes against the grain. What is he referring to? Is he referring to the Republican Party? Is he referring to the Silicon Valley oligarchs? Is he referring to the government contractors, of which he is? Is he referring to the investment community? Well, he can't be referring to the conservative movement because the conservative movement would be defined by a set of values, as we've spoke about here on the show. You would have your sort of uh, fiscal conservatives you would have your social conservatives and then under each of those banners you would have 10 bullet points that define each of them and so you can't really be a ragtag army of all of these different things if you do not support the ideological principles behind the idea of conservatism the same would go for libertarianism right you would have a defined set of values. And libertarians and conservatives may share some values, but they differ on a lot of them. So he can't be referring to that. What he is referring to, folks, is what he has been instrumental in creating, which is the new right. And the new right is what Curtis Yarvin has been instrumental in helping create, Right, while he has the ear and money from Peter Thiel. And the new right is anything but conservative or libertarian. It advocates, as we've said, for a monarch, for a dictator, for a king. There is nothing in conservatism or libertarianism that advocates for a king. There is also nothing in conservatism or libertarianism that advocates for communism, which is what technocracy is, the control of the means of production and the distribution of goods by an unelected class comprised of the scientists, engineers, and technologists. So all he could be referring to when he is saying there is this ragtag army of hippy-dippy people, capitalists, policy wonks, nerds, hipsters, whatever else you throw into the group, now there's, you know, gays with nipple tassels on and trannies on skateboards. I mean, everything you could imagine. He could only be referring to the new right. Now, let me just use this as an opportunity to take us back in time. You know, and up on the screen, I have this heterogeneous. That's what he said. We're heterogeneous. That's the only way he could describe the movement, diverse in character or content. Now, when Donald Trump ran 
in 2015-16, as someone like myself who understood, I, I would put myself in the top somewhere between two and five percent. Uh, yeah, two to five percent. You know, who who understood politics history modern politics and was able to try to see and understand what trump was actually doing and and the brilliance that i found at the time was that he was harnessing the tea party conservatives the older folks world war ii era folks i had worked with a lot of them in my political grassroots stuff that that took place before obama got into office but I saw that these people were generally against national debt, uh, increased taxes, stuff that was going to harm their kids who were of working age, they were retired, or their grandkids that were up and coming. They didn't, they didn't like this idea of piling debt onto their grandkids. And so he harnessed the concerns of the Tea Party conservatives, which had grown uh, for a decade, basically almost a decade, eight years before Trump uh was really campaigning and so you took that movement and then you combined it trump was combining it with harnessing the blue collar working class union type democrats who were left behind by the democrat party with the rise of the whacked out woke progressives and so you would have this blue collar working class group of people that generally going all the way back to, say, World War II, sided with the Democrats because the Democrats were seen as the party of the working man. Unions were seen as good. They were protecting the worker against the evil capitalist. I mean, you could believe in this stuff or not, but this is generally how things were defined back then. This was the mainstream narrative. So Trump was able to take these blue-collar working-class union types that were left behind by the unions and the Democrat Party because they embraced the policies of these woke, whacked-out progressives. And so Trump said, listen, I'm going to protect the working man. So he pulled in these blue-collar working-class folks, combined them with the Tea Party folks, and then he was able to pull everyone in between them and build a movement a nationalist movement there's nothing wrong with nationalism a nationalist movement we were going to build the wall to protect the american worker we were going to start making products here again made in america folks made in the usa made in the usa and so he got everyone on board and i thought that was truly brilliant now what started to grow out of the trump sort of behind the scenes dark projects and the world of social media is you started to see the rise of influencers like milo yiannopoulos if those of you who who never heard of milo yiannopoulos you can look him up he was basically like a character that sasha baron cohen would play uh he's famous for playing borat and also had a character named Bruno, who was like a gay Austrian TV star. That was pretty much what Milo was in real life. And then you had sort of these more extreme, you know, influencer, very well-branded characters like Gavin McGinnis. You had a gentleman named Baked Alaska. And a lot of these people you can tie back to 
you can tie back to Peter Thiel. You can tie back to Steve Bannon. And so there, there were people like myself who generally grew out of a traditional conservative ideology who got excited about, and as I mentioned yesterday, this idea of conservatism being the new punk rock. And you heard a lot of that messaging coming out of Alex Jones out of InfoWars. Conservatism is the new punk rock. Get on board with it. Alex Jones here, InfoWars, PrisonPlanet.com. But you... Um, you had this idea coming out of Paul Joseph Watson, who grew out of InfoWars. And before you know it, there was this groundswell of, of people popping up everywhere that later we find out a lot of them were influencers. But you had Candace Owens, you had Terrence Williams. So now you had this movement that was growing or appeared to be an organic movement of young black folks and gay folks and tranny folks and people that said they were on the left and they were part of the walk away campaign yesterday they were a left wing for abortion and today they're with donald trump right you heard so much of this so generally the conservatives people who identified as conservative mainstream conservatives traditionalists they just I think questioned it at first. These were kind of freaks of nature that they would normally reject. But once these people put on not even the proverbial MAGA hat at the time, but the literal red MAGA cap, you all of a sudden accepted them. And what was happening was if you were a diehard Red Sox fan your entire life, but then all of a sudden you put on one Yankees pinstripe. Will the Yankee fans accept you and not beat the crap out of you in the parking lot? Probably not, but in this case, it was happening. And so I saw this occurring at the time I was doing my Trump impersonation character, as I mentioned yesterday, so I was in and around a lot of podcasts, I went to a lot of rallies, and I saw this movement growing but what i had feared as someone who was really vested in this and this idea of building the wall that was my main concern i started to see the old world concept of conservatism being diluted by a circus by a circus that was being built and i really didn't understand who was behind this and what the purpose of this new circus was or some people would call it the new right when i get back more on this ladies and gentlemen we are going to pick this apart and try to get to the bottom of what exactly happened and where this is going. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. <laughs> 